Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. In the coach. You never know what the wheel is going to spin next. Party and a woman of straw, and a wounded man in Africa. We are curious of the filmography of Sir Sean Connery. Oh, my friend. Woo-wee. Happy day to you. Happy day. Happy Connery Day to you, my friend. Happy Connery Day to you. Should we tell the people what day we record this on? Uh, why not? It'll give Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Thursday. And now I'm thirsty. I'm going to have a sip of my tea. There you go. How are you doing today, Mario? I'm doing okay, man. I'm excited. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Um, excited for the listeners. Excited to see you guys here listening to us. Banter. <laughs> Excited to see your ears perk up. (laughs) Is my my audio recording clearly? Clearly? I think so, yes. Clearly, it's clearly. Clearly. Coming through clearly for you? Coming through clear. Excellent. 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 There we go. Much clearer now. All right. So, man, we are on... What episode is this for us now? I keep losing count. Oh, Mario, this is episode 007. Oh, that's right. 007. Yes, I for, forgive me. I have I feel like we haven't introduced this properly. Welcome to the Connery Curious Podcast, folks. Did, I, did we say Lima. that already? I think did we? I don't know. Did we? Okay. Well, he's Mario Lima. And he's D- Dylan Titus. <laughs> Welcome to the Connery Curious Podcast, folks. I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel giddy, like man. We're we're talking 1968's Shalako. Shalako, and I <laughs> forgive me. Last week I pronounced it Shalako. Forgive me. <laughs> it's Shalako. Shalako. It's funny because this. Uh, I feel like if you're li- if you're if you haven't watched this movie yet, listeners, uh, play a drinking game. Every time the word Shalako is said. Take a drink because you're gonna get fucked up in this movie. Because I kept yeah. forgetting. Or drink a lot of water. You'll be quite hydrated. Yeah, you'll well, be very. name, hydrated. so you'd expect it to be said a lot. Yeah, yeah, but it's like Shalako, Shalako, Shalako. Well, everyone knows him. And, well, we'll get more into that. But first, let's. Uh, if if this is your first episode of the Connery Curious Podcast, folks, here's the setup. Mario and I, each week we spin our Wheel of Curiosities, which presents us with another of the about 75-ish films in the filmography of Sir Sean Connery, one of the great actors of history, of cinema history. And uh, we got into him from our mutual love of James Bond and our desire 
to see what else was in his filmography. And uh, this is episode 007, Mario. This is our seventh film. Shalako. Shalako, man. Yeah, we've been so far on a very interesting journey. A lot of, like, uh, some similarities, but a couple of different, like, you know, styles. We're go- we went to a lot of medieval stuff. We've gone into some more adventurous stuff but now we're going into the wild west i never thought i would see first western yeah i never thought he would be in a western this is super interesting and intense and we're gonna talk about it more but like uh it's it's really really cool man i i think i had a i had a pretty good time watching this same i had a very good time watching this movie thank goodness because we've been we've been having some stinkers lately (laughs) Yes, and I think so. Looking, you, you, we have. You said we haven't done a western yet. I'm just looking at the ones we've done so far. So to recap, our first episode one through six is one: the man who would be king; two, first knight; three, sword of the valiant; four, the Avengers from 1998; five, action of the tiger; and six, Cuba. Cuba. Now I think our closest to a western thus far is probably action of the tiger. Mm. It's not a Western, but I think that's the closest. And I think Action of the Tiger, I think I think this film, um, Shalako, felt very similar to Action of the Tiger. Well, I, it was a better version of Action of the Tiger. Well, well the only difference is I feel like Shalako is more of a Connery film. <laughs> because yes. we got no Connery in that, which we were not expecting. I think like 10 minutes, and he wasn't pleasant. Yeah, so in this one, it was a little more pleasant. There was a couple of a couple of moments where I was like, "Whoa, no, Sean, don't do it!" And then he didn't oh, do I it. Know. I know, right? I know. We, they we'll get towed to that, the line, like, and they didn't. They were like so close. That was kind of like, "Come on, don't do it to me again, Sean." <laughs> and then we, I'm really glad they didn't as well. Yeah, we got some. Like, we'll get into that. Yeah, let's let's just get into it, man. Let's let's talk. We got a lot to talk about here. Uh, Two hour flick. Yes. Uh, is your audio recording all right? Yeah, I believe so. It is. Why is, yeah. is okay. yours? No, I'm just making sure. It is. Well, yes, it is. Mine is recording. I'm just I'm just making sure. I'm just double checking everything before I go over to the Wikipedia page. Let, let me do the uh, let me do the that. Davy Jones uh, check for the mic. Ready? Go. Look what you've done to me. Me <laughs> and my whole world. Girl, you've brought the sun to me with your smile. You did it, girl. I'm telling you, girl. You've brought the sun to me, me and my whole world. Girl, you've brought the salico to me. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh... I think the mic's working. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, I've never been serenaded by Mario like that before <laughs> in the 10 years that we've known each other. Oh, I love Davy Jones. Made me so happy. I love Davy Jones. Oh, of the monkeys, yes? Yes. Do you know Davy okay. Jones was in on SpongeBob once? Yes. That was that was such an interesting cuz I remember it was like my little cousin was watching it one time. It was at my grandmother's house and I happened to be walking by the TV and I'm like, "Oh, SpongeBob's on." And then it's an episode with the Flying Dutchman, 
and then he gets sent to Davy Jones' locker. Yes, and, and it's just him on the green screen. And it's Davy Jones. He's like daydream believer and a homecoming queen. I was like, <laughs> I was like, who's gonna understand this reference? But like me, you know. And I thought that was so. And cool. our parents. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that episode. Insane. Uh, for Anyways. a split second, I thought you were gonna do your Bill Nye impression. Bill Nye impression. I think uh, I Bill Nye. Davy Jones from. The- the Pirates of the Caribbean films? Oh, that one. And then you serenaded me with a song, which is far better. I'll take that. Um, and, and you know, to be honest, I it was having a, a... Listeners, I was having a rough morning, and uh, I reached out to Mario. And this may not, may not even be the first time I've said this on the podcast. <laughs> but I reached out and said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this podcast today. I'm having a rough morning. And I might not be in any kind of mood to talk. And you know what? How could I turn this down? It's the highlight of my week. And Mario sang to me, and I would have missed out on that. So thank you, Mario. What I'm here for. Always a blast. Hell yes. So what do you think, man? Shall we dive Shall into... Shall 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 we? <laughs> Shalico? Uh, yeah. Shall so, we go uh, shall, shall we go Shalico? I, I think we shall. Shall I just take it from the Wikipedia? Let's hit the Wikipedia. Let's hit the plot of the film. And folks, I know that Wikipedia is not the source of all knowledge. We're just going in general terms. We really are. We're not... Uh, oh, but, but, quick aside. Quick aside. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We... Our podcast is usually... Um, Dotted with uh, lacks of research. Um, but I've started reading um, this uh, this book by Andrew Yule. Uh, now, one of uh, two of two of young Thomas Sean, Sean Connery's uh, nicknames in his youth were Titch and Big Tam. Uh, so um, those make me very happy. Big Tam, and then, Big Tam. So we're gonna welcome to Big Tam Curious. Welcome to Titch Curious. Uh, Titch why? Curious. Why Big Tam? Did they explain it? Like why Tam? I'm guessing maybe just they pronounce Tommy, maybe like as a Tam, Tammy or Tame. Hey Tame. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm. I'm probably wrong. I'm 100 percent wrong. Tam. Uh, and then another uh, another paragraph I wanted to read here, which I think we've we've noted that we enjoy hearing Sean Connery sing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes us happy when he sings in films. Yeah, I'm excited for. Oh, was the 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 Darby O'Gill? Darby O'Gill. Yeah, that's that's the big singing number. I'm dying to get that to that one. Well, turns out. Tommy was designated a droner in music class and excluded from singing lessons as tone deaf, unable to sing a note, while others were practicing their vocal calisthenics. He was confined to his desk with a book. Anyway. (laughs) After school hours, he was as wild as any, clambering up the hill alongside Brentsfield with his four-wheel guider, a wooden board with a perilous rope pulled steering mechanism, (laughs) then racing across the main road, dodging tram cars with reckless madcap abandon. So what to take away from there is Connery couldn't sing. 
Aww. And as a result, was reckless. Uh, well, not as a result of not being able to sing, but but I just thought it was a f- it, worth mentioning that you know we we enjoy it when he sings in these films, and uh, apparently his teachers did not. Well, look w- where he ended up. Exactly. He got to be James frickin' Bond, and he got to wear a bear suit at one point. He did the he, most important thing. He did just fine. That that was his um like getting even with Roger Moore for wearing a gorilla suit. <laughs> yep. All right, let's get into it. I hope I Folks, get my we... bear out my my bear outfit moment, or I got done with music and I want my bear outfit moment where like look at me now. Well, maybe we should go as those bears for Halloween. Maybe that can be our Halloween I, costume. I did think, side note, when we do a Halloween episode of this, we can cut this out if we need to. No, I, no, I, no. But I think we should we should dress up as different Connery characters. I'm totally down with like that. Like, I, I could see you pulling off a green knight because you have the hair. And I and, uh, I, and, and, who's, and who's gonna deal me my blow? <laughs> who's gonna? Who's Seriously, gonna deal guys, me my I blow? need a new blow dealer. <laughs> Show one, deal me my blow, and then, and then I, I could. I think I would go for like Henry Jones. That'd like, be a good. You pull like, that off very well. Like just dye my hair a little more white. I mean, it's not white. I'm getting a couple of gray hairs. By the time we get to that episode, I'm sure I'll have more you could dye it pretty quickly. Yeah, and I'll get the outfit, much. get the round glasses, and I'll have a I'm little briefcase. Especially so. if we we can do some kind of live event on Halloween. Oh, have yes. dress up as Connery characters. Have everybody do Con- oh, Yes, that'd be so much fun. Man. But anyways, let's oh. let's get to this. Well, let's talk about a character that one might dress up as. Shalico. Shalico. Is a 1968 British German American Western film directed by Edward Dimitrick and starring Sean Connery and Bridget Bardot. Shot at Shepperton Studios near London with sets de- designed by the art director Herbert Smith. Uh, location shooting took place in Almira in southern Spain. Um, all right. Shall we just get into the plot? Yeah. Well, first, for cast. Did we talk about the fact that Honor Blackman was in this last week? I think we did. I think we brought that up. Because I forgot. Yes, be- because there was a note there that, um, as folks, as we in the intro said, there's going to be some talk of um, less uh, less than um, uh, pleasant things. Less than pleasant mm. things. Um, and one of the things we brought up last week is that one of the scenes cut when the film is shown on television is the rape of Honor, Black- Honor Blackman's character. Mm. So, yes, we definitely brought up that she was in this film. That's right. right. <clears throat> so. So, yes. Uh, and we'll get into the cast because I loved this cast. Yeah, it was insane. Um, do we really have anything much to say before we get into the plot? Or do we want to just get into a spoiler-free, a, spo- a spoiler-filled pool? I think it, let's, it, let's jump in the pool. Let's dive in. Okay. I didn't know so there was a pool down there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is based on a 1962 novel of the same name by Louis Lemoyle. Lemoyle uh, is the first in trilogy of Lemoyle adaptations from Ewan Lloyd. Hmm. I have to. I'd be interested to watch the other two. <clears throat> All right, the plot. 
1890 in New Mexico, frontier adventurer Bosky Fulton, played by Stephen Boyd, and his men are le- lead a hunting party of European arist- aristocrats and their servants, along with a retired American politician and his wife, into Apache territory. When a French countess, Irina Lazar, played by Bridget Bardot, wanders off, she is attacked by Apache warriors on horseback. She is rescued by Sh- Shalico. I'm still tempted to pronounce it wrong. Shalico, played by Sean Connery, a former U.S. cavalry officer with a personal interest in keeping non-Indians off of Indian land. While on the way to returning her to the hunting party, they are surrounded by Apaches. They both promise the Apache chief they will get the outsiders off the land. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread that. They both promise the Apache chief that they will get the outsiders off the land. Excuse me. The chief agrees, but his son, Chato, played by Woody Strode, tells Shalico he intends to kill him in battle. Shalico urges the leader of the hunting party, Friedrich, Friedrich von Hallstatt, played by Peter van Eyck. Eyck? Eyck, I believe. Yes. Uh, to leave, but he refuses, and the two men soon despise each other. Shalico rides off to get the army to escort the party off Apache land, but the Apaches attack and would overrun the party, but for a smoke signal... Ruse of Chicago, a smoke signal ruse of Shalico from some some distance away. The old flame trick. The old flame trick. The devious Fulton takes advantage of the lull in the fighting. He and his men take the hunting party's main stagecoach, plus all the weapons and supplies, leaving the hunting party at the mercy of the Apaches. Lady Julia Daggett, Honor Blackman. Seeing the hopeless situation of the party, decides to leave her husband, the pathetic Sir Charles Daggett, played by Jack Hawkins, and go along as Fulton's lover. She and Fulton had previously teased each other in a sexually fraught manner. The old hay trick. The old... Wait, what? (laughs) Well, that was in my notes where I said, I said, pussy galore falls for the hay trick again. It was literally the same oh, yes. scene yes. Oh, as Goldfinger. I was like... Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get more into that yeah. as we go. Oh, yes, yes, you are correct. Shalico returns to the stranded hunting party, which is re-equipped with weapons and supplies he had previously advised them to hide in reserve. He hopes to lead them on foot to a plateau where they will be temporarily safe. Shalico and von Hallstatt continue to feud, but over time their feelings evolve to mutual respect. The Apaches attack the stagecoach, killing all Fulton's men as well as Lady Julia. Fulton, having watched her killing, joins up with the hunting party. After they rebuff an initial Apache attack, the humiliated Sir Charles challenges Fulton and they fatally shoot each other. Chato and some other Apache warriors come up behind the Europeans, catching them by surprise. Chato challenges challenges Shalico to a one-on-one fight with spears. Chato loses and is about to be killed when his father, the Apache chief, intervenes. He gives safe patches. He gives safe passage to Shalico and the others in return for his son's life. Chato storms off, feeling disgraced. With the surviving members of the party safe, Shalico rides off into the western landscape, accompanied by Countess Irina. I didn't know that he rode off in the landscape account accompanied by Countess Arena. Did you? Did you know that? I just saw like a group of all of them. So I was just kind of like, oh, 
and it was maybe from like a mile away. <laughs> yeah, like you had that like p- slow pan up shot, and you kind of see them in the distance. I'm like, okay, and then boom, the end. <laughs> That's how yep. the movie ended. Yeah, so let's work from there, I guess. Well, maybe not work entirely backwards, but that's actually where I want to start because, man, that ending, there is no real ending to the characters. Yeah, it just it's kind just of... It's just the horses go off and the end. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll look for a little more of a thing there because, I don't know, like there's a the whole thing with him and... Uh, arena where it's like we're waiting for that like i mean they had their big kiss finally and their weird teasing and all that but i was like waiting for something like that whole, the whole tease of like you know do you want to get married and all that when we first kind of meet uh when they're in the barn talking and i was like you think they would end with like a wedding or something something yeah. else you know to or, like... or like some epic shot of them riding off together yeah some something it, we don't we don't need finality, but just to see the two of them together riding off and to be able to visually identify that it's those two characters would it, would have gone a long way. They should have just ended as it with as opposed to the camera, which went a long way away. They should they should have ended it with Shalico will return in. Dude, that would be amazing. Diamonds are forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What, what's the next Bond uh, movie after this? Uh, well, sixty eight. So, Majesties. Oh damn! So shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would return in Diamonds Are Forever. <laughs> yep, he really would. <laughs> shit. So this is his first film post Bond. This is his first. Nineteen sixty-seven. You only live twice, and then he directs The Bowler and the Bunnet, and then this is his first film after that. Let's talk a little bit about Sean. Uh, looks yes. it looks pretty good. Uh, he looks damn good in this movie. I think one of the things I was really like, I think I think you were kind of counting on it too. It was how was he going to talk? Because the first like ten minutes of the movie, we see him and there's no dialogue. And the first mm. thing he says is like shoot her, shoot shoot him or something like that. Yeah, and it's it, just his voice. It's just his voice. But like you yeah. you could see he's attempting an American I, accent at I, times. I don't think he's attempting. I just think he's not. Um, I just think he's not leaning too much into the way he already. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he's like lightening, it, uh, lightening it down a bit, but he's not really adjusting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just like, like it, it. It sounded like Connery, but like, yeah, something about it, just like the way he pronounced it, like when he when he calls um the Baron uh, a stupid son of a bitch. When he's laying on the haystack, I was like, that's something I never, like, it it sounded very weird coming out of his mouth. We are to hunt wild sheep tomorrow. Baron, I figured you for stubborn, but you're something else. You, sir, are one stupid son of a bitch. That was good. There's a lot of good moments. Yeah, yeah, his, his, so the S's were not aged in this. The only the only asses that were H were in name Shalico. Shalico. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, his voice, it's pretty much just his his natural speaking voice. Yeah. Just kind of a little bit softer than you normally used to hearing it. Not in terms of like speaking softly. It's just it's just kind of the edges are rounded off a bit. Yeah, which bumps me out because I was hoping to like see a little bit more range from him watching these uh, movies, and you know, it's from from what we've seen so far, we've seen later Connery and early Connery, and it's all pretty 
basic in his voice. So I, I'm kind of bummed out that we're not really going to get any like the only time I've ever heard him do an accent is like in Diamonds when he says, you know, I speak English. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who is your floor? You know, <laughs> and that's the only time we've ever heard him do like a different voice. So it's like kind of a bummer <laughs> that he's just like won't attempt other accents. That we know of yet. Yeah, we will. We will find out. Yeah, and I I don't know why, but um, my brain is going back to it, and it keeps going like Dylan. You don't think he looked that great in this movie? He didn't look that great in this movie. He looked good. He was handsome, but like on the scale of handsome Connerys, I don't think he looked that handsome in this movie. Yeah, I mean, it definitely went for. If it looks more rugged, rugged and. Definitely interesting. Uh, never seen his hair this long. It's not like yes, super he's long. got very long hair. For and the him. and the well, sideburns. It's not. It's not sort of the valiant. Long, oh yeah, but it it's it's shaggy. It's Beatles esque. Yeah, and it's very like um, watching this movie made me want to play Red Dead Redemption like really bad because Dude, same. <laughs> it's just same. the way that's the way he looks was like it was super cool uh but yeah it's like yeah so he's like uh yeah it's a little dirty we didn't see any uh i don't think he's shirtless in this movie at all i don't think uh but he, he but he looks like he's he's in the same shape he was in you only live twice you he know never changes outfits in this film yeah he's the same outfit same same thing going on there so like yeah so i mean i think he looks he doesn't look terrible but yeah he's like it's a little rugged like he looks like looks like a damn cowboy i thought it was cool yeah, it's a good look, but yeah, he he looks a little less. Uh, I think yeah, I think he, he looks intentionally a little bit less handsome. Maybe I don't know. Well, maybe it's like but, you know, again, it's the first film after Bond, so maybe he's like you know, hey, I'm sick of wearing, tired. I'm sick of wearing tuxedos. I get to be a little more comfortable. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. like chaps, but like. I get to be I get to let my hair grow out a little more because you think he has to freaking have his hair combed the way he did for so many years. And this takes place in uh, 1880, so maybe he's going like, yeah, this character hasn't bathed in a long time, and he's going to look like shit. Precisely. Alrighty, shall we get into our notes? Let's do it. I don't have too many notes, because I was like, really... There there, there wasn't a ton of like noteworthy moments for me. There's a few, Mm. but let's start off with you. I took a page of notes. Okay. Um, just and things I half. wanted to talk about, and I took some screenshots of some things I wanted to talk about um, that were quicker to do that than write. Mm. <clears throat> um, so let's talk about this is our first film with a theme song. Yes. Shallico, Shallico, he rode my country down New Mexico, born on the wind to follow the sun. Death with a knife would his life to own a woman. I like that theme song. Yeah, that was super it was just very reminiscent of of any kind of western. Uh, I'm thinking like, you know, uh what's the song I put singing in uh, Blues Brothers? Rawhide. It reminded me yes. Rawhide, you know. Do you know what it you know what it, I kept thinking of? What's that? He rode a blazing saddle, <laughs> a torch to light Shalico. <laughs> he rode a blazing Shalico. Yeah, that, yeah, very, it was a classic Western because, like, you know, I don't know how many 
Westerns you've watched in the past. You know, I, I know, I, you know, I, not I, a lot, but en- enough. Like you know, I, 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 I watch my, tropes. yeah, I watch my, you know, my your Clint Eastwood stuff, you know, and mm. all that. So it's like, yeah, it's it's it was cool to, uh, it's like I, you, you would never think Connor would be in one. It's so no, but interesting. I hope he's in another. Yeah, me too. Because this this was really fun. Like I was like excited. Uh, they're so simple and fun, and there's horses and freaking revolvers and lassos. This was this a very so cool. straightforward plot. Yeah, very I mean, simple. there there are details to it that are not straightforward, but the plot itself is super straightforward. Mm. Get these people out of a war zone, essentially. Yeah. Like these idiots have wandered into a war. Z- these idiots have wandered into a situation and inadvertently created a war zone. I gotta get them out of it. Yeah, nice and simple. Absolutely. But yeah, so let's dive into some of your notes here. What do you got first here? All right. So I really like the music in this film. Yeah. So starting off from the the theme song, which is really good. It's really nice to have a film with a theme song, and the score to this is fantastic. Who does the music in this? It is. Robert Farnan. Robert Farnan. I enjoyed it. And honestly, um, my friend's vinyl shop, um, shout out Music Research Library, um, uh, definitely had a copy of this. Ooh. And, um, so I'll try to find it. Um, anyway, uh, so <clears throat> my next note, Bob Simmons. He the our first screen 007 is the stunt man stunt coordinator in this movie and action coordinator in this film. Um so yes, he was he is the first on-screen 007 in Doctor No. The, oh, he is the shit. gun barrel bond for all of them until is it It's I think it's you only live twice is the first one Connery does. Um, oh shit. So they're working together again. Um. Okay, so my first note was best theme yet. Yep. And then my next note was noisiest intro yet. <laughs> uh, this movie just starts right off with clanking pots and pans and gunshots. Oh and man! They're just <laughs> yelling at a mountain lion. <laughs> All I was thinking about in this scene is this is what I exactly what I do when it's like three below outside i'm waiting for my dog to take a shit outside i'm just hitting pots and pans like hey hey i'm whistling at him and he's just like flipping out and <laughs> running up a, a mountain <laughs> uh, and i was like I, I don't shoot him obviously for game but i do yell at him and we are introduced to arena and she shoots played by british bridget bardot and she shoots the mountain lion and she gets quite a rush out of it um Okay, my next note is something I wanted to talk about because I had to call Nicole in to watch the scene with me to make sure that I was reading it correctly. And then I I realized that if I had waited a little bit longer. So, all right, so I'm going to just address this. Because of that note, the assault of Honor Blackman's character, I knew that was going to be a part of this movie, so it was in the back of my brain. And I didn't know who was going to perform that action, when it was going to happen, and there's a moment right at the beginning of the film where she um, goes over to our, to, to the tour, not the tour guide, the, the leader of the, um, the, the, advent, the frontier adventurer, 
leading the expedition, um, uh, Bosky Fulton. She goes up to him and like dumps champagne out in front of him, right? Oh yeah. And he says, "If you were my woman, I'd make you lap that up." Mm. And she responds in a cheeky way because she's Honor Blackman and she's cheeky and she's good. Um, but I wasn't sure of how to read it because I my brain was mentally prepping me for what was to come and trying to, I think it was overwhelmed with that, trying to process that information. So I had called Nicole in and she's like, Oh yeah, no, they're they're flirting with each other. Mm. And then I, if I had waited fifteen seconds, I would have seen. Oh yeah, they're like they're cucking the husband there. <laughs> they're they're uh, they're totally, you know, doing it behind his back. Mm. Um, and that's Charles Daggett, who actually turned out to be one of my favorite actors in the film. Um, he was played by Jack Hawkins. Um, I quite enjoyed his performance. I enjoyed everyone's performance in this film. You? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I liked him, and I did. I enjoyed um, Peter Van Eck. Uh, Eck? Eek? Ike? Ike? Maybe. I don't know. As, uh, yes, I as enjoyed him a lot as well. What, what's he, else has he been in? Let's see. Because I, I, I was looking through I was looking through his list. And I'm like, I can't. I, 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 uh, it's nothing here that I can recall. Oh my but, god, a, quite a big filmography. But I'm, uh, but I'm like, let's, there's, let's see if there's anything we would know. There's something I've seen his Hitler's like, Children, Hitler's Madman. <laughs> he was a German actor, so he was in a lot of these films. Um, the Spy Who Came In from the Cold. I, I don't I, remember who he was in that. I'm thinking I'm I'm ju- I'm probably film. just mixing him up with what's his name who was in Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, yeah, see, they look very similar. Um, the, the one uh, is like, we're gonna go to war with uh, the Jones Julian boys. Glover. Him, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, looking at him, it's like he looks very similar. And I go, I'm like, that, maybe that's where I've seen him for. Uh, I'm thinking it was either indie or maybe Star Wars or something. But I was like, something. I was like, or Bond. I'm like, where have I seen him before? I must be mistaken. Okay, so it looks like that Shalako was his second to last film. He did the last one he did was the Bridget Rem- Remagen in nineteen sixty nine. Um, now, the Spy Who Came In from the Cold is the only film, other film I've seen him in. But in nineteen sixty two, he's in a film called The Longest Day, which is on our list. Oh, yeah. So he's acted with Connery before. Peter Van will return. Oh. So, yeah, I liked everyone in this. Uh, and he plays Lieutenant Colonel Auker in that film. Um, so, yeah, I liked everybody in this movie. Everyone was, I, I mean, granted, you know, you don't, you're not supposed to like everybody in this movie, but yeah. all the actors in this film were great. Brigitte Bardot is drop Bridget dead Bardot. She's Oh, she's fantastic and she's a wonderful actress oh yes i really liked her character and the way she plays the character she has she has respect and she knows how gorgeous she is and she's not connery tries to make his move and and van ike tries to make or is it ike or yep van ike tries to make his move and 
she rebuffs them both in in respectable fashion. She's she's like I I'm gonna get through this emotionally and personally first before I figure out what I want. Yeah, she's a badass. Yeah, I mean even on great. like even on some of the posters, she's got that rifle in hand looking badass and i was like i I was really into that because like holy shit it's cool to see you know a strong beautiful woman just holding holding it down and like there's times when like you know men are telling her to like shoot him shoot him like you know Mm -hmm. it's like like you know she's taking care of business i fucking love that so i thought that was cool as fuck i like that her character evolution is pretty quick Mm. she doesn't have a long arc she starts out excited to hunt because she's good at it. Turns out she's really good at it. Well, maybe we don't know how actually she good at it she is. But enough that she killed the mountain lion that nobody else was kill- was able to shoot. And she gets excited and she's like I want to hunt more. And as soon as she, as soon as she gets brave and goes out into the wilderness to kill shit gets completely turned on its head and she realizes this is life or death but also that we are on the wrong side of this situation so i'm just about i'm just gonna survive this and then i'm gonna figure out my life and it's it's a pretty quick evolution like she goes from being naive to being alert and aware very quickly oh yeah her the story is not her personal journey it's more if anything, the big personal choice for her is Connery or Van Eyck, mm. Shalico or Hellstadt, or Hallstatt, excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, and the, the personal journey is more of these uh, um, rich characters. Mm. I think that's their, it's more their personal arc. Shalico doesn't really get a personal arc except for. Um, he doesn't have time to bury the dead, and now he does have time to bury the dead. He's very, very Han Solo, like kind of hero for hire uh, type James character. Bond-y. Very That's James Bondy as well. Uh, yeah, just fucking all out cool as fuck. Um, but yeah, speaking of like the rich folk, I did have a note here uh, saying English are very English in this movie. I just love yes. that. I love the traveling case of like tea and everything, like the shelves that they had on their camera. I very, loved that. Just very, very British. <laughs> I just, I, I really the appreciate The record player, that, that thing with the music box, that was so cool. Oh yeah. And like, so British. Yeah, man, that was so cool. And like, I was looking at, I had the pause. I was like, what is that? It's like yeah, it's kind of like a almost like a player piano with those little like kind of what do you call that the uh, like dots the dots Trigger on dots it there. and like it's like, like a MIDI it's a MIDI player yeah it's like man <laughs> maybe one day our, our podcast will be on one of those we should get our podcast right? printed on one of those <laughs> exactly and it would it'll be like nine circular discs <laughs> for two hours <laughs> yeah. Um, and Honor Blackman is very English, and she's like, "Look at these jewels; they must mean a lot to you." <laughs> uh, um, next note: uh, that spear death. Oh my gosh, 
the um, oh, which one? There's a couple that way. Well, the, like, the first one, the first real death in this movie. Oh, him like the cowboy the that yeah. is sent out to watch over Irina as she hunts is quickly captured, and um, so folks, imagine a a bow like a shoot uh, like a, a bow and arrow like a, an archery bow. Now imagine that the wooden part of the the bow is a human, right? And you have a, a rock and, and the ground. You have a right angle, and you lean that bow on a right angle. And now, coming up from the 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 center point of that right angle is an arrow coming up at forty five degrees. Well, you know what it reminds me of. 2017's Logan. Like, that's how Logan goes out at the end. Spoilers for Logan. Oh, yes, on a tree. Yeah, but, but it was just kind of But this like... was, he was impaled, though, already. This is like, this is like a saw trap. Mm. Um, or, or just like a slow torture trap. Like, because Logan just gets killed. Yeah. You know, and he's just impaled in a fight. This is methodical. So... If you continue with my bow metaphor, you imagine that this, the, the actual wooden part of the bow, the arch, is a human being literally laying on this um, arrow coming up at a 45-degree angle. And he's, it's, they've, they didn't impale him. They just left him there. And if you see it, he's like struggling to hold himself up as this thing slowly impales him from behind. It's horrific. Yeah. It's it's a torture scene. It is not uh forgive me folks, I should have put some kind of warning. There is graphic content in this film. It's it's I think it's a torture scene. I think that that's the way I was reading it visually that they set him up and basically said, "You're going to die. It's just going to be up to you how quickly you die." Like how much pain do you want to go through right now? Yeah. And they just left him there and he's just arching his back as much as he can and like leaning back it's it's horrific and just slowly being impaled from the back Woof. That's... yeah that's spear death man that that messed me up last night wait what a way to go it. um my next note fulton bosky fulton which is his way of going bond james bond <laughs> our first bond because, connection right so because he asked like what are you doing out here and she said oh i'm with bosky fulton's leading the the hunting party and he goes fulton bosky fulton tell him he's fired <laughs> a lot of diamonds are forever references today <laughs> right uh, my next note is side saddle seems so dangerous Oh. Bridget Bardot rides side saddle, and that seems so dangerous. Especially if she's in a dress, like she could just fall at any point. Like I, I don't know, she just slide off. Yeah, like, seriously. There's nothing keeping her on there. Um, I did think it was kind of funny when they're riding along, and he stops, and she goes, "What does he go? Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> like it's not funny that he's telling somebody to shut up, but it kind of is. <laughs> It's very abrupt. Uh, right? <laughs> um, the Apache chief, the father of Chato, 
Uh, looks like he's played by Rob Schneider. <laughs> Let me see. That'd be an ancestor. Let's share my screen with you. We'll we'll put this on Instagram as well for you folks. Yes, we will. We will put this all on Instagram. <laughs> see. <laughs> Doesn't he, he look does. like Rob Schneider? He does. Also, I had no idea that that was supposed to be Chato's father. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was like a brother or something. Yeah. Like they look the same age to me. Indeed. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My next note. Um, Chato says to Shalako, my spirit will live forever if I kill you before I die. Very, uh, you strike me down, I'll be as powerful as ever. You strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> um, so let's uh, talk about their deal. So Shalako has set up a, a peace treaty with these Apaches to keep, uh, to keep pe- white men off their land, to keep them from, to keep them safe, essentially, and to keep these people off their land. And this hunting party has just gone in willy nilly, and the Apache group has mistaken it as, well, Shalako's slacking off and going back on his word. Oh, sorry, I thought for a second I thought I had stopped recording. Um, I don't know why I keep having that. Um, but they they think that Shalako has gone back on his word, and they basically like you. We're gonna kill you all. And Shalako's like, let me give give me a chance to get everyone off the land. And he realizes like this this is a it's gonna be dangerous. I'm gonna go get the army and see what can be done. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't get to the army. Uh, oh, I love Mako. The butler, he's great. Oh, <laughs> he's talking about how British the camp is. Um, and one of the uh, uh, members of the caravan calls, uh, "Get the wagon, wagon." Keep saying wagon. Do you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, wagon. <laughs> it reminded me of um, uh, Scooby Doo and Zombie Island, like. Treasure. Oh, I just bit my I bit my cheek when I said that. Oh man. But the way the treasure. way Fred would say treasure. Treasure. Very treasure. Oh uh, yes. I love treasure. Uh, Toss salad and scrambled eggs. Uh what a what a horrible detour. We just like <laughs> that just threw me off the tracks big time. All right. I feel bad. I feel really bad. Um all right. Uh, um, I one little note. I noticed that Connery k- kicks the horse in the neck as he dismounts. Oh my god! Yeah, I noticed that, dude. <laughs> s- such weird horse things in this movie. Can oh, we just some horse falls in this movie. Oh, oh, can we talk about the horse? Okay, so one. Okay, so let's go to my my horse sections of my notes. I have I have Connery <laughs> judo kicking a horse in the back of the neck. Yep. I have. Uh, it's subtle too. It's not. He, he doesn't mean to, but he. It's accidental. And then there's two Apaches that have weird horse things. Uh, one being when 
when they're attacking the camp, uh, there's one, uh, I, th- I think, I think it's Arena shooting from the barn or someone else, and they shoot one of them, and they're jumping over a fence with the horse, and the guy gets shot off, and the horse takes a fall, but then immediately, like, jumps back up like he stuck the landing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find I the clip. I'll find the clip and I'll have to share it. I'll, I'll be on there. But it's like yeah. he sticks the landing. And then my third one is when they when they finally sneak off, when Shalico gets everyone out, they come back to the camp and one guy has, runs like he's trotting forward on his horse, kind of looks around and turns back around and he's whipping the <laughs> the horse on the ass but he's holding a hatchet in his hand so it looks like he's he's hitting the ass of the horse with the hatchet <laughs> like on the blade is this whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> like, like what is oh. going on with this fucking yes definitely clip those out yeah i'm gonna find those and then uh, uh in the middle of those i'll just add this other last note uh a quote from fulton he says in the coach at least 12 times within five minutes but he's oh, yes. so collecting. Where to put the he's collecting everything yes. in the coach. In the coach, grabs the necklace. In the coach. <laughs> where does a soccer team find inspiration? In the coach. <laughs> in the coach. I liked that twist, though. To be honest, I really liked that. Like a very, of course, of course, this scumbag would just be a scumbag at the worst possible time to be a scumbag. super heel turn oh, it reminded me a little bit of uh we talk star wars sometimes uh Benicio del toro's character in rise of skywalker where he kind right. of fl- flip flops and just yeah. this opportunity wherever he can he can get it it was really cool and 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 a little bit of a twist of i mean we knew lady daggett was like you know kind of flirting with him and just the turn that he, she's like, yeah, I'm going with him. And I was like, holy shit, that's a, that was a bit of a turn, I liked too. I like that twist. Yeah. Uh, especially because I, I had written, uh, I really liked Honor Blackman. She's great in this movie. She is. Um, And I thought that, so she is just a rich snob the whole time, and it's revealed that she and her husband are broke, and if they go back to England, they'll probably be arrested for debts they owe, and they probably can't even afford to get back to England anyway. Um, so she's just kind of schmoozing wherever she can. Again, opportunist. Um, but there's a moment where she is dealing with a one of the guys who's been shot, and it really messes her up. And I thought that was going to be her motivation to like flip sides and really um, join in the fight. But nope, she flip sides the other way and joined the robbers. So Two times like she really twist. has traumatic moments with like just dead folks. Just like there's that that with like come here and hold her his legs and oh and in the cart when the other guy gets shot right, in the head, right? right in front yeah. of her and it's and like falls on her yeah so like she just went through stuff and the whole movie she has the blood of her scarf and it's just like jesus christ like she, this woman has been through so much and then like the way she goes out super traumatic like she just yeah, went should through we just talk it. about that yeah let's might as well skip to that yeah we're kind of skipping Can around I, this episode but uh, i'm gonna say like i said um it was always on my mind as i was watching this movie i'm like this is gonna happen at some point i don't know how it's gonna happen or when it's gonna happen or who's gonna do it and i it may, it's making me uncomfortable. 
And while the moment itself made me uncomfortable, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think the, I think the build was more uncomfortable for me because like when that because I didn't remember that this was happening. And then when it started happening, I was like, oh, shit, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah. And it is um, an assault, but it's not what you think it is. Yeah, because because so we can agree. This is is this the cut up version? No, no, I think that this would be the scene that is cut. I, that scene would not play on television. Yeah, so, yeah, that was just like, yeah, it was very it, uncomfortable. There's no nudity or, but, but yeah, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be on AMC. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, 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 that was definitely uncomfortable. That's a cut, you know, my top three, like, kind of cringe moments were that. Uh, there's that, there's the, the false one with Shalico where, Connery goes, what if I take what I want? And I'm like, oh, no. And then it turns out, okay, he backs off. He like, doesn't. Maybe, he doesn't. Maybe you should go back to bed. And I'm like, okay, good. He respects her. I, I like that. And then I just didn't like it. And then the only scene I fast forward through uh, was the uh, the murder of three dogs. I didn't like that. I just, I'm a dog guy. Yeah. When they, when oh, they... I did have a note on that. Just give the dogs the treats. Don't kill them. Yeah, I thought that was a bummer. I, I like that the one dog kind of got a little bit of payback and kind of avenged his his fallen friends. And but I just I just didn't like that. I was kind of like, yeah. just give them the treats and let them go. Man. I'm glad that you don't actually see it happen. They don't make a cheap attempt or anything. It's just it's done tastefully out of frame. Yeah. So yeah, I just didn't like that at all. So like it bummed me out. Yeah. So, yeah. Same thing with the. Uh, with the, was that a cougar jaguar? What is that? A mountain lion. Mountain I'm lion. Sure. Uh, feline experts, let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that was kind of off the side too, because there are yeah. some, because I mean, you know, famously, we talk about Bond a lot about in this, in this podcast, uh, famously Thunderball, they actually killed sharks in that movie and you see yeah. it. And so it's like a bummer. So and like, never say never again. That's right, yeah. Yeah, there's dead sharks in that movie. Yeah, so it's like always a bummer to see that. And like just seeing, you know, I think we talked about it. This would have been a good movie to uh, check, does the dog die? Like, yeah, I, 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 you would have gotten a, th- I, a three. I, I didn't think I had to worry about that in this movie. But like, yeah, this kind of well, bummed me maybe, out. Maybe we need to go forward with that. Every- we'll check it. We'll check it each <laughs> week after we get whatever we spin next on the wheel. We'll then go to does the dog die? Does the dog die? Or does the shark die? Or does anything die? Uh, so but yeah. let me wrap up this bit and then we'll we don't have to talk about it anymore. But yeah. I think it's important that we do talk about it. There is a sexual assault in this film. Um, that being said, it is not what you think it would be. It's, it's, it wasn't, I didn't enjoy watching it, but I also didn't feel like I needed to turn off the movie or skip through it. And ultimately the, all right, I don't, I'm I'm not trying to justify this at all. Please don't take it as this. But, okay, so for context, one of my notes was kill these rich fucks. Because at one point, uh, when Connery is just telling them, you need to move. You need to get off this land. And they're like, well, let's just kill the savages. What do you say? Like, I wrote, kill these rich fucks. Now, Honor Blackman's, the, the assault, I can't condone that as part of film. 
but what it builds up to of the death of her character is a fitting horror movie death for that character. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Spoilers, um, she tries to... The assault does not escalate far on film. Um, Obviously, it will trigger some people, but I don't think it's going to um, get... I don't think you you need would need to shut off the movie over it. That's my take on that. But she uh, tries to um, uh, buy her way out of it by offering them some of the diamond necklaces that she has pocketed and stolen. And the one of the attackers forces her to eat the diamond necklace. Um. I'm only condoning this part of the scene because that is a good horror movie death for a character previously established as shallow-minded and only wanting money. Mm. If if you could take the middle part out of the the assault part, then I think that would work better. However, there is a removal of an item of clothing that may, because of that, you cannot recut the scene mm. to take that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, however, I can understand how they would edit this for film because prior to all of this, she plays dead. Um, she The cart tips over that she's in and she gets out of it. And then upon being seen, she basically plays dead. Not, it's not, doesn't look as stupid as that sounds. She's she's out of sight of them, but when she notices that they're about to turn around, she plays dead. Um, and that you could cut it there on television, or or you could cut around that so she's like you see the the um cart fall and then it cuts back and she's on the ground playing dead, but you as the audience think she's she, she looked it visually she's dead. You know what I mean. Hmm. And you could go, oh, she was thrown from the cart and killed or something. You know what I mean? So I can totally get how it's edited out. So. But the fact that it was in the film did make me uncomfortable. Um, But the horror movie death ending to it was okay. Forgive me, guys. uh, Listeners out there, I don't mean to sound... Like I'm condoning, I'm not condoning these actions. I'm not condoning assault of any kind. Um, but when you're presented with a good horror movie death, and it's just the circumstances that surround it, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, I'm trying to take, I'm trying to give the film a prop where it can, but also go, no, no, this, this, this was a no, no. You could, you could have done this much better by removing this element. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to remake that film today, the assault part would be left out, and it would be the forcing a rich person to eat their diamonds. Because that's a good horror movie. Diamond. Yeah. You know? I haven't seen Bone Tomahawk, but, like, it sounds like something from that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, the cannibals forced the rich settlers to eat their jewelry. You know? Well said. Well said. Forgive me. That was so long-winded. <laughs> no worries. And- and Honor Blackman plays it very well. Oh, so yeah. She she plays a good death scene. 
Um, she's she's fantastic in this movie. I think she might have been my favorite of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she's she's all sass, man. It's all sass. Yeah, it makes me curious to see other things because again, we always know her from goldfinger and now this so i'd like to see her and she was in the original uh the avengers yes yes so that's something we could look into some at some point yeah maybe we'll do a couple of episodes of the of the avengers hmm. let's maybe pick pick one with honor blackman pick one with um diana rigg and you know absolutely all right what else do we have here um uh Shalico says, uh, don't let me sleep for any more than two hours. He definitely sleeps more than two hours. <laughs> At least. Sleep. It's it's daytime when he goes to take a nap. It's nighttime when he wakes up from the nap. And it's daytime when he's on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, a day. Um, one of the quotes I wrote down was, driven him off my butt. <laughs> I don't remember when that was. but Oh, that when they're on uh, the, uh, when they're on the road? When they first leave, yeah, yeah, I think it's that they, um, yeah, they think they think that they've lost them. Yeah, like yeah, like when when they all pass, and then, uh, Frederick goes, it's like, come on, we could have taken them. There were only six of them, and then Shalva goes, well, what about them? And there's like fifty I of them. I loved that part. That like, was man. great. And he's just holding the knife to to Hallstatt's throat yeah. that was great <laughs> yeah, let's talk oh. about that it's talk about like that uh there's the uh, visually it was it was really good and it's like beautifully beautiful film yeah and like a visually. lot and like i think we talked about like you know the amount of people we saw in like for example uh man who would be king you know big cast big battles just you know, dozens of not horses. Not huge battles in this. Well, not huge, but like not not as big of a cast in this film. Yeah, but I think for the time, I think it's it was like it, there were some pretty, pretty like stacked like areas of like of battle. I thought that was really interesting, and mm. uh, I think it all sounded pretty well. Uh, There's a, cu- a couple of uh, uh, voiceover that sound a little off. Uh, for example, Richard was definitely dubbed. Yeah, I don't know. For sure, uh, Leia Daggett's husband, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, oh, I, Jack Hawkins. I didn't think he was dubbed. The one with the funky mustache, right? Yeah, um, yeah, the one that that kills uh, Fulton, right? They shoot each other at the end. Yes. Hmm. Uh, wow, Bardot was paid four hundred thousand plus twelve and a half percent of the profits. Really? Oh my gosh! Jeez, made pr- pretty damn, pretty damn good. Uh, but no, if you, if you go back to the scene, when, no, when 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 Lady Daggett and him are talking about not being able to go back to London and all that stuff, he's definitely dubbed. You can okay, see yeah, it's I'll have to rewatch that. Scene. His 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 mouth is off. And some of the talking, like there's like an extra word in there, or the way you pronounce pronounce the word is like you could tell it's like pretty pretty dubbed. But other than that, I wonder I if thought, he dubbed himself because it sounded like the voice fit him. 
And he's an English actor. Jack Hawkins is an English actor. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he dubbed himself because that's the thing. Because like, uh, like when we talk, we we talked about it like a few episodes ago about like Orc Goldfinger and Goldfinger when that was dubbed, and like that sounds just like him. So I don't know if he dubbed himself. They say he dubbed himself in the German version. So he did. Oh, in the German version. Okay. Somebody else dubbed him in the English version. It's so interesting because he sounds just like that. The interviews, like uh, the very few interviews I've been able to find on YouTube, like, he sounds just like that. So it's, it's super interesting. Vo- voiceover work is very interesting to me, mm. uh, especially in these older films. But but yeah, other than that, I think everything sounded fine. Connery was Connery. Uh, I think Bridget was herself. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, she was definitely dubbed. But I don't know if it was her. Yeah. Or not. Uh, I thought Fulton, uh, Stephen Boyd. I think he's he sounded fine, from what I remember. Um, what a scumbag! Yeah, man. What a scumbag! This classic. Uh, and and once everyone's dead, he's just like, well, I guess I gotta go back. Yeah. <laughs> scumbag. Oh yeah. But yes. Connery's like, well, we need an extra gun. So I did like that moment. He's like, you get up there. He's like, where? So I can die first. He's like. Yep, and so I can watch you. And then all of a sudden, the guy in the back gets shot. Yeah. In the way back, like, whoops, wrong guy. <laughs> wrong guy. Um, uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, I don't like long gunfights. Mm. Though though this is where, um, that at 47 minutes in, um, the first raid on the camp, when they're showing up for the first time and the dogs are killed, but that there's a big gunfight. It's like nine minutes or something, and there's almost no music. That's where you put the 007 theme. Can it 007? Yes. So at that first raid, so, absolutely. Because it's the most action-packed battle, I think. I think so too. Yeah. Um, also, we get a spear fight, not a sword fight. Spear fight. Um, and a backflip during the spear fight. So, uh, can somebody out there on, you know, out there in the audience with good visual effects skills turn those spears into double-edged lightsabers? Yes. Please. So, we have, we have a lot of lightsaber requests on the show for sure. Yeah. I still want that Avengers one. I think it's the one I really want. Mm, oh yeah, especially at, at the end. Oh yeah, in the in the, the ocean on the platform there yeah absolutely um though honestly the um the hedge maze fight isn't bad it's quick but it's not bad Mm. it's edited poorly though that's the thing um uh what else we got oh the old snake whip (laughs) can we talk about how he took out the snake he just grabs it and whips it till it's dead. But he, but he, he like. Oh, he like hits, hits it, it with his hat. Yeah, I was like, did he? A guy thought that he ki- he killed it with his hat. Which be- I think he distracts it with the hat. Like he I mean, waves the hat towards its hand, so it goes after the hat. Yeah, and he, he's got like a, he's got a foot of protection between his hand and the snake, and he whips and he the shit out of it, and then he just whips it. Which was- also you could put the the um. Uh, the music from Doctor No when he's whipping his shoe and killing <laughs> killing the tarantula, <laughs> bow, bow. the harmless bow, tar- bow, tarantula. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh but yeah, the sna- the old snake whip. The old snake whip. Um, only six of them. That was a good moment. Oh, his his real name is Moses Zebulon Carlin. 
Very biblical he name. Goes by, yes, and it, he said that his mother was very biblical. Uh, so Moses, Zebulun, Carlin, but that's why he goes by Shalako, which is a tribe gave him uh, because it means rain bringer. And every time he would show up to this dry village, the rain would come. So his name is Shalako. So he's a he's a white savior character. <laughs> um, but he plays a pretty noble character, I guess, except for the one moment where he tries to. He's like, I'm horny, and uh, uh what if I were to just take what I wanted? Thankfully, he doesn't. Thankfully, he doesn't. He does not cross the line into being a character we cannot support in this film. He respects her choice and he in the scene sets up he's like I've been picking up that you like me and you've been picking up that I like you. We're not dumb here and we've been we've we've had to deal with a multiple people dying here so let's not beat around the bush we like each other here oh yeah and um, even like at the jumping to the towards the end of her like randomly topless kind of washing herself i guess she was whatever uh, do we want to talk about that I'll, i got some screenshots of that yeah, yeah he's describing of uh why he doesn't have a wife and he says out here a man just finds a squaw washes her down good a couple of times <laughs> Uh, so then she, uh, yeah, we see her topless and she goes, what was it? Wash yourself down once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so it was always like, like you said, like, I I like you, you like me type deal, but it was just kind of like, when is it going to happen? They knew it was like a bad time. Uh, but his, his, his pushing, his pushiness is not attractive, but ultimately he ends up respecting the fact that she is going through something personally right now and needs to make a choice later. Yeah. Right now it's about survival. Um, oh, I really like, uh, when they are like, gathering their supplies up connery says i hope the wine is properly chilled because <laughs> at this point they're left with like the smallest jug of water to split between them all <laughs> which brings it back to goldfinger when it's like oh it's lost chill <laughs> it's it, worse than listening to the beatles without earmuffs oh <laughs> uh, uh, why why does he hate the beatles so much We'll we'll attack that in the Goldfinger episode. Yeah, we will we'll get to that. <laughs> Though he definitely has some Beatles esque hair in this movie. Yes. Not not the mop top, but it's like shaggy and unkempt. Very very Ringo, uh, very Paul. There's a moment where the um, American politician's wife speaks Spanish to one of the members of the Frontier Guide. Right? Do you know what I'm talking about? And there's a moment she speaks Spanish to him, and then she says to her husband, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I know you don't like it when I speak Spanish. And he says, oh, it's you know what? It's a beautiful language. I've really come to appreciate it. Buenos oh, noches. yes. Oh, yes. Okay, so rewatch that scene. She says a line, and I turned it up as much as I can. I speak a little Spanish. I turned it up as much as I can. 
she says gibberish and trails off. And there's no subtitle at that scene. I put subtitles on. Uh, so she says this line. There's no subtitle. Then uh, he responds with, Si, senora. And she responds with, Buenos noches. And when she, then she apologizes to her husband. She said, I know you don't like it when I speak Spanish. And he goes, oh, it's a beautiful language. Buenos noches. Uh, hasta mañana. Something along those lines. But all of that is subtitled. There's only one line that's not subtitled. She's speaking gibberish and trails off. And that's the Spanish that she apologizes to her husband for speaking because she knows it makes him uncomfortable. I'd be more uncomfortable that she's speaking gibberish (laughs) and calling it Spanish. Because, seriously, go back and watch this scene. She is speaking gibberish. And then he goes, "Si, sí, senora." We'll, we'll we'll insert the audio yeah. here. Good night, senator. Que lejos estamos, no Dios. No es que verdad. Si, senor. I'm sorry, Henry. I know you don't like me to speak Spanish, but somehow it's comforting. Buenas noches, senor. Hasta mañana. It is a beautiful language. Perhaps you teach me someday. If if maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong. If there are Spanish speakers fluent out there, dig into this and tell me if she's actually saying something. But the fact that it is the only line of dialogue in that whole exchange that is not subtitled, all the other Spanish is, and it doesn't sound like she's saying any actual words. In fact, it sounds like she says the word horses in there. Not caballos. Horses. So, I don't know. Anyway, that was a big thing I had to bring up. (laughs) So, I I apologize makes you uncomfortable that I speak Spanish. No, I'm just more concerned that you're uh, having a stroke. <laughs> um, uh, my next note is Daggett defeated. Daggett, Charles Daggett, does, or, uh, is it Charles? Yep, Sir Charles Daggett does not want to fight anymore. He just sits there moping because he finds out his wife is dead. And I really liked that scene where He's talking, and he's like, she didn't love me, but in my own way, I really loved her. Like, as these characters get more and more desperate, you find out a lot about them, and it, they become much more human, you know? Which, which, again, to bring up the horror movie death aspect of choking on the diamonds, like, her character is pretty irredeemable. Like, obviously, I don't condone the assault that happens, but her as a character is set up as completely irredeemable she is set up as a gold digger essentially doesn't care about the fact that her husband may be going to jail um grant you know that's his own debt to take on but she clearly doesn't give a shit about this guy Mm. she's flirting with other dudes right in front of him and then at his lowest moment she leaves him for the dude that robbed them all and turns out, and, and and there's a moment later on where, um, she's riding in the coach, and uh, 
Fulton comes up and he's like, I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna go further ahead. Do you want to ride with me? And she's like, No, I'm just gonna hang out in here. She's just living in the lap of luxury, man. She doesn't. She wants everything that's coming her way. So her horror movie death is fitting. Um, but it it's more sad when you find out, you know, that Sir Charles really loved her, and he's sad that that happened to her. And when he f- finds out that she's dead, he's gonna kind of take revenge, though he should take revenge on the Native Americans that killed her, but <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, Fulton for putting her in that situation is, or putting them all in that situation is probably just as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, another thing I want to talk about. They have to climb up a mountain. That is a really tense uh, scene. I liked that scene a lot. Did you like that scene? Yeah, it's like... We just had another tense mountain scene too in in Action of the Tiger. Yeah, just yeah, it's very, super tense. Um, and and both of them involve dropping of ammunition. Yeah, in Action right. of the Tiger, he's got to drop grenades, and in this one, they accidentally drop their ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> Which also, so as they're talking, okay. Leading into that scene, uh, Hofstadt says, like, okay, you know what? Let's go over that mountain. I can climb that mountain, and I can help us get us all up there. And and you gain a little mutual respect for him. Like, okay, yeah, he's a scumbag, but he's got some skills that can't be denied. Mm. And he's going to use them to get everyone to safety. Um, And when they're talking about who needs to, you know, how long it's going to take, there's this one guy that says, oh, I don't, I don't like climbing any higher than my horse. They give that guy all the bags. Mm. Watch, I'm going to share my screen with you. This is the guy that says that he doesn't like going any higher than his horse. He's got a box, a bag. He's got one bag back here behind his hat and another bag here. So he's got three bags, a rifle, and a box. And he's the one that doesn't like climbing. Ugh. That's my that's my nightmare. And he drops the box full of ammunition. All while keeping his hat on, too. Impressive. Right? Uh oh, this guy almost gets um trampled by horses several times. Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh oh. Um uh Daggett as he dies. Uh so he gets revenge on Fulton by shooting him, but at the same time he is shot. So they both die at the same time. Mm. And Jack Daggett says, at last, I've managed to get something right. And then he hilariously dies. His Uh death face is amazing. (laughs) Um, He's still moving. Like, they got to cut away pretty quick because he's still breathing. Um, But also, at last, I've managed to get something right. No, no. You didn't kill the people that killed your wife. You still didn't get it right, dude. But you've you've grown to feel for him as a character, um, and yeah, that's where I left off with screenshots. Okay, um, yeah, the spear fight was really good. I liked that. Um, okay, so Connery, uh, uh, Shalico beats Chato in the spear fight, and doesn't kill him. He holds him at you know, at bay. And Chato's father 
uh, Mako. No, no, not Mako. I'd say for for uh, under my Mako's thing, the butler. I would say under my casting, he's just um credited as Chateau's father. <laughs> like he has the no Apache name. Chief. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yep. Chateau's father, Rod Red Rod Red Wing. Say that ten times fast. Um, say that three times even. Rod Rod Red Wing, Rod Red Wing, Rod Red Wing. <laughs> um, um, so he speaks English for the first time and tells Shalako to let his son go. And no more bloodshed. The violence stops here. You've made your point. We're letting the people off the land. And Chato's response to his dad goes, you have killed me. No, nope. He, he made sure you're still alive. <laughs> well, you're going to be all grumpy now? Yeah, you're, you're alive. Because you can't die? Oh, no. <laughs> Literally saved your life. You can't die at the hand of somebody? Now you can maybe go on and do something. <laughs> and looking back at the scene, I'm actually watching the scene right now. Chateau looks way older. Yes. Like it's... He looks like a 50 or 60 year old man. and But the dad looks maybe 70. Maybe. Maybe. But not even. Not even. Oh, let's look. What, what, what year was he born? Let's see. Rod Redwing was born in 1904. And Woody Strode was an American athlete and actor. Oh, so he, di- he um, died, in, he died uh, a few years after this. Jeez. Well, oh my God! Look at Woody Strode's picture. He does not look anything like, huh? Oh yeah, football huh? star. Anyway, born in nineteen fourteen, so ten years older, or ten years younger. Excuse me, ten years younger. Um. So yeah, they weren't that far apart in age. Yeah. Uh, my final two notes. Uh, uh, Shalako buries the dead. Now that's his character arc. Mm. Um, he doesn't have a character arc, but that's fine with me. Um, uh, and there's no real character endings to anybody because we just get one shot of everyone riding off somewhere, not into the sunset, just into the distance, and we don't see who it is or where who is going or that Shalako and Countess and Irina are riding off. Like it's there's nothing that indicates who is who. And it just says the end. Well, so actually, I'm rewatching it right now, and can you tell they they uh, split off? Shalako goes off by himself. Really? Yeah. If you go back and watch and does she it, follow. N- yep. There we go. Now it's there. Okay, that's better. Yeah. So they. Uh, yeah. If you fast forward to exactly one minute, one minute thirty one. And yeah, they're going off in a group, and Shalako oh, yep, goes. Oh, she rides off with him. Yeah, he goes up to the right first, and she's like, "He's like, well, are you coming?" And then she's, "Oh yes, of course." And then they take off. So okay, that's a little better. I like that. That he he finished his mission. He got them to safety and said, "All right, I'm heading off on my own with my lady." So well, I don't think he even. I think he's just riding off, and then she starts following him, and then it looks like he notices that she's following and goes, "All right, well, come on along." Yeah, so maybe that's me, but yeah, it's all still very far away, so it's really hard to tell. Well, what is well, even well, then the uh, you go to the end panel, and yeah, they're they're walking together, and it's uh, yeah, it seems, and then and then she's kind of they're kind of racing each other. So yeah, so that's that's something to. And you can't see them at all during the credits. 
Yeah, that is just a really long shot. Yeah, that's just a mountain. Looks like a still image. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think all in all, so yeah, I mean that, that makes it a little more. Chief Tug Smith plays Loco. <laughs> Big Tug. And and Chief is in quotations. Like, so is he a chief? Yeah, he's Chief <laughs> Tug. <laughs> chief Tug Smith. Anyway. So yeah, that's about all my notes for this. Yeah, I mean, short um, and sweet, just like how this. I mean, to our movie short again, and but like short, short and shalako. Short and shalako. Yes. Shalako. I keep saying shalako. Shalako. <laughs> uh, Lamore remarked that Sean Connery, who starred in the role, would certainly look tall in the saddle when Lloyd, the the producer, you and Lloyd. When Lloyd met Sean Connery and discussed the work with him, he learned that Connery was a Western fan since childhood. And he was also keen to do the film as he had been promised $1 million and and a percentage of the profits of the $5 million budget. Oh, damn. Connery was available as he had turned down playing Bond in Majesties. Ugh. Damn. Still wish we got that. But... Same, same. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so. Simmons talked Connery into shaving off the droopy mustache, which he had grown for the, the historic period. Wow, he would have had a droopy mustache in this. Oh, I would have liked that. If he had his uh, his handlebar lemmy mustache, that would have looked cool. That would have been a cool look. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, okay. you know. Well- when Shalika was in production, Harry Saltzman's second war film, oh, second World War film, Play Dirty, set in North Africa, was being filmed on the same locations. One film crew had to wipe out the tire tracks in the sand before filming the Old West, while the other had to pick up the horse droppings before shooting the Second World War battles. <laughs> huh. That's funny. Connery and Bardo got on well during filming and both enjoyed the experience of making the film. Boy, I wonder. Oh, oh, okay. All right. At this stage in his career, Jack Hawkins had lost his once booming voice to throat cancer. His voice was dubbed by others. Really? Okay. Yep, there you go. There you go. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um... Yeah, and I'm guessing since that the death of the cowboy sent to protect Bardo's character, since we see the him get impaled on that arrow, I'm guessing we have got the version with no edits. Mm. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, so I guess let's get to our review section of, uh, well, our score sec- section of the review. Uh, you guys know every episode, every episode we like to review the film and review sir cattery's well, performance rate, rate them we've done a, we've done the review rate them but now rate we them. rate them yes yes so we do a film rating and we do a sean <laughs> here let me, let, me, let me take it back right all right guys so this is the portion of the show <laughs> where we score the film and score the connery uh we will get a score of, the film. Oh, of course you are oh but of course you are <laughs> all right so we go out of 10 and we want to do we want to do the film rating or the sean rating first we'll do film rating first i'll let you right, go first friend, what do you oh you let me go first okay yes. yeah, i went for us uh, last time i really liked this film yeah i thought it I was had a fun. good time 
Would I watch it again? Yes. I would watch this film again. But would I watch it again soon? I'd probably give this like another 10 years before I watch it. Um, everybody is good in this movie. Visually, it's fantastic. The song slaps. Mm-hmm. The horror movie death is great. The moments before that are not so much. Um, the portrayal of Native Americans is problematic in a lot of degrees in this film. Um, because of moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the white people are also depicted as um, delightfully shitty. <laughs> um, and appropriately, you know, we, it, they're appropriate scumbags. Um, uh, oh, boy, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, oh, this is long-winded. But yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give this a seven. Okay. Yeah, I'm going seven. All, All right. right. What are you doing? What are you doing? All right. So me, uh, answering the same questions. Uh, did I like it? Yes, I thought it's a good film. Uh, would I watch it again? Um, sure. I think. I think also it would take some time to watch it. And I guess the other thing would be: Would you show somebody? Um, which would be another thing to. Oh, would I show somebody? Yeah, I, would you show anybody? Yes. If somebody asked me for a good Western, I would show them this. Yeah, I would show specifically uh uh my uh my fiance's stepfather, who actually does enjoy westerns. I remember we actually hung out one time, we watched like two westerns together and like a couple of it was a Clint Eastwood. It wasn't good, bad, and ugly, it was a different western. I forget. Fistful of dollars, few dollars. That's what it was. Fistful of dollars. Uh, which I never saw before, so I had to see it for the first time with him. Uh, so, uh, so he's a big fan of uh, Western, so maybe he has seen this before. Who knows? Uh, if not, I'll have to ask him and uh, recommend this to him for sure. So, so shout out to John Lopez. If you're listening to this, we're going to watch this together. Um, hey, John. If I were to show this to anybody, it would have been my dad when he was still alive. Mm. He would have enjoyed this. Yeah, it's... Or, you know what? I could probably show my... My uncle, my great uncle, he would probably enjoy this a lot. Yeah, and uh, I didn't really check the um for like critic reviews. Yeah, give it a check. It was got- let's see. Um, so IMDb rating is five point six out of ten. Um, but I'll take a look Seems at Rotten. A little low. I'll look at Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure if they'll have one for this, but perhaps. Um, Shellacle. Uh Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Uh, tomato meter of forty percent, and really audience score of twenty nine percent. Oof. Oh, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah, it's like. Th- well, do you think I'm being generous, giving it a seven? Uh, I don't know. I mean, so I'll so let's go to my review. I I would yeah go go to your rating. I would give it a six. Uh, just because yeah, just because um again, it's not a bad film. Um, uh, I think I'm more basing it on like memorable moments. Like you think you know other westerns. You think of you know again good, bad, and ugly. What do you think of when you think of that film? You think of the theme song, and you think of like. 
the classic image of like the three-way <laughs> stare off and you know, and this one it didn't really have any like iconic. Oh, I thought you were talking about Shalico for a second, the the iconic theme song of Shalico. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's a thing. This had uh, all those elements too of like you know great you know music. Uh, and we'll get to Connery's acting in a second. Um, but yeah, I just felt like uh, I didn't have a ton of like I had a good time watching it. Um, and you know, there's no memorable moments for me. And I just took a point off because they fucking killed dogs. And I don't like that shit. And so... Understandable. So, Understandable. So I think that's what took it down a whole grade. So I, w- I maybe I would have hit it with seven on another lifetime. I I think I could do a good edit of this movie. Yeah, I would like to see that. Like, I think... Cut, like, cut, like, 25 minutes from this movie. Cut, slim down some of the gunfights. I'll take out the scene where they kill the dogs. Yes, thank you. And then, you know, you know what I would do? I would just cut it so that they just because they give the dog the treats to keep them quiet. And that's how they kill the dog. Leave the treats in and then leave. Yeah. Just basically give them the treats so the dogs are distracted by eating. I like that. And then just cut right. Cut right before you see a knife. I want to cut where if if somebody out there could do like special effects, have it so they give the dog a treat and they join the Apaches and then they have spears in their hands. And they help take down the village. I'll I'll watch that movie. <laughs> Where the dogs are now on the other side. Yeah, and they're riding horses. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, rise of the planet of the pups. <laughs> I'll 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 do it. Uh, but yes, I give it. I give Shaloko a shallow six. A shallow six. Well, I give it a shallow uh, siete. Ooh. Um. Though I'm, I'm, I was debating for a second. I'm like, did I give it? Should I go to six and a half? But you know what? I'm sticking with seven because I liked it. The plot is good. Yeah, it's a good plot. It's a better version of Action of the Tiger. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is get get a group of people out through a, a dangerous stretch of land. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, again no issue. Again with with that, you know, just a couple of things where I'm like, you know, something's not memorable and the dogs. So that's that was my main thing. So. That's that's all I'm gonna say about that. So I guess let's move on to our, co- our Sean rating. Sean rating. Uh, you go first for this one. Really liked Sean in this. Uh, I think he looks good. Uh, I think he gave her a hell of a performance. Not phoning it in at all. Um, did not know what to expect from when you when you tell me Sean Connery in a western. If you told me this, like. Two years ago, I would have never believed you that this was a thing. Uh, so I was really impressed with his performance. I thought he did a fine job. Uh, I was super into it. I liked him in this movie. That's the one thing. I liked him in this film. We didn't like him in the last one. No. Uh, so I really liked him in this. And uh, Oh, wait, Cuba? I liked him in Cuba. We gave him a nine. I'm sorry. We both gave him a Cuba nine. Cuba was the last one. The one before we hated yeah. him in. Uh, sorry. Uh, Action of the Tiger. Action of the Tiger. Yes, Action of the Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Cuba was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I gave Cuba a six and a half. You gave it a seven and a half. But we both gave him a nine. Yeah, he was still fantastic at that. So sorry, sorry, Sean, up no, there. Okay. We loved it's you okay. in Cuba. <laughs> I promise. He's like, oh gosh, thank you, um, Robert Davis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old Robert Dave trick. Dapes. We forget old, that we enjoyed it. The old, yeah, the old Dave trick. <laughs> he tricked us into not liking him. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna give him a. I think I'm gonna give him. Hit him when with an eight. I am going to agree. I'm giving him an eight as well. Hell yeah. 
he is good in this role. He's he's committed to it. Uh, he seems a little tired after Bond, but it's like he he is a, he's very energized. He's just um he's on on the the bottom end of a re-energizing mountain. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like we we like, mentioned er, like earlier like this is his first one out of Bond. Uh he's like he's scruffy. He doesn't have to sit in a tuxedo all day and uh I thought it was, I think it was a little more refreshing. Uh because there's no film in between, right? Is there a film in between his last his never uh well, I was about to say, live so twice. It's, it's You Only Live Twice, and then he directs The Bowler and the Bonnet. Right. And then we have Shalico, The Red Tent, The Molly Maguires, The Anderson Tapes, and then Diamonds Are Forever. So four movies in between that. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, but this is his first one out of Bond. Post-Bond. And like, yes. yeah, because he has no idea about Diamonds yet. You know, Lazenby is Bond at this point, and... Uh, so yeah, this this is kind of fresh out of out of the suit for now. Uh, so yeah, I think I thought it was good, refreshing for him. Uh, mm. And yeah, gets an eight from me. And eight from me. Love it. Should we do thirty seconds of Connery? Yes. Or thirty seconds of where we just you know give thirty seconds uninterrupted on the film as a whole and our, our experience as a whole and yeah. how it matches up with everything. All right, yeah. And thus far, experience thus far. Yeah, sure, you go first. We did it, we did it last time. Yeah, that's right, maybe, yeah. It, maybe if, if it doesn't seem like something, we should continue, but let's let's give it another go. Let's try maybe it. If it. Let's try it. Yeah. You go first. All right. Um, 30 seconds begins. Now, I really liked this movie. It was not the best Western I've seen. It's not the best Western hotel, but it was quite a fun and enjoyable uh, viewing experience. I did have to watch it in two halves, but I will watch it again in the future, and I will recommend it as a quality western with a really good, straightforward plot where um, characters you love to hate become characters that you sort of love. And that's thirty seconds for me. Shalico, I recommend it. All right. And I'm going to give you thirty seconds. Begins now. Who knew a Scottish man could be a cowboy? I thought this was very surprising uh, for Sean Connery. For me, uh, I love seeing him do different stuff, and this is very different in my eyes. Really enjoyed this. I would love to see more. I hope there's more Westerns in the future that are in this list of uh, Connery films. And a total blast. Thank you, Mr. Connery, for this great Western. I dig it. I dig it. Um, you still, you always, you have, you all, you seem to be ending with about four or five seconds extra each time. Oh, do I? So feel free to, yeah, feel free to throw an, an extra thought into it next time. All right. Um, all righty. So 30 seconds of Connery. We, we did, uh, are the S's H'd. We did that. We did Ken at 007. Yes. Um, what was your favorite Connery quote from this? Um, Sean Shej Connery quote. Oh, I know. Uh, I gotta know. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but um, when they're on the hill, I think it's him and I think it's him and the Baron. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, uh, Frederick. Hallstatt. Hallstatt. And they ask, uh, what do you think uh, they're doing down there? 
And then Sean goes, ah, yes. uh, thinking about what we're doing up here. We're doing up yeah. here. <laughs> that was good. I, that's my favorite quote. I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I re- uh, my favorite might have been, um, uh, I hope the wine's properly chilled. That, that's a good one, too. That's a very good one. Because it was all snark. It's like, oh, you rich motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, and I did like um, the, uh, um, what, did, what did he say? Uh, when, he's, when he called him a dumb son of a bitch sitting on a haystack. Yes. That's really good, too. We're going to hunt wild sheep in the morning. You dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. I forget the exact quote. I'll punch it in. Baron, I figured you for stubborn, but you're something else. You, sir, are one stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Lawless. Sean says some schnocky Connery quotes. <laughs> He's all snark in this movie. Very He's serious, very serious, and intelligent in this movie. I liked that too. Yeah. He's very smart. And even Bridget Bardo says that. She's like, you know a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. When he hands her, she's like, I'm very thirsty. And he gives her the piece of cactus. And he's touched your lips to that. So at first, I thought he was going to eat that piece of cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen videos where people like eat cactuses and oh, that's, like just that's a terrible idea? Oh, I'll send it to you. Oh my god. They like buy like home home display cactuses, like little, you know, desktop ones. Well, I guess but, it's like uh, really spiky ones and they eat them. Oh, uh, well, this would be better than you showing me the Black Alien. Black Alien Project. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Alien Project. I showed my coworkers that cuz they, you know, cuz I like having friends. <laughs> I think I'd rather uh, watch Sean Connery eat a cactus. <laughs> uh, oh, but man, I think it's that time of the show. I think it is that time. Well, you know what we have to do first before we spin? I have to pull up. Does the dog die? Oh, yes. Get, Does get, the dog get, die? Get that ready. All righty. That is ready. All right. So whose turn is it to spin the wheel? I think it's mine. It is your turn. Okay. And why is the wheel not loading for me? All right. There we go. All right. Can you load it and share your screen? I'm in. There we go. Beautiful. I am in. All right. And then it's starting to get smaller. I feel like. Oh, boy. I, I, well, that, we're seven films in, so that's just under 10%. So we're like 8% of the way through. Man, it's it's been a ride so far. Let me just double check. Yes. I did have the, I have the, there's a couple of titles that were in there from like, previous stuff i had to like make sure to take out so i think yeah i've had to fix that as well but we'll we'll go through that if we spin it and it's one we've already seen we'll just yeah sure yeah it looks like it looks like it's good uh so all right oh boy what do you what do you think we're gonna get what do you think we're gonna get i'm i I think it's time man i think i think it's gonna be a bond because you think you think 007 has has triggered yeah yeah this is episode 007 so it would have been more fitting if today was a was a uh, Bond, Bond movie, but like maybe maybe 0017. Who knows? Um, but I think maybe say again. Maybe 0017. Oh, 0017. We'll get one. Uh, uh, maybe maybe the fact that we've done 007 now, it's calling it forth from the universe. All right, man, let's do all it. Right, here we go. Turn your volume up so we catch that. Uh, all right, I'm put my desktop audio, audio for a second. So hold on, one moment. Hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, desk, desktop audio. Hold on. Yes. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. All right. The whole. Oh, here we go. All right, ready? I'm so excited. Yes, here we go. Wheel of, of curiosity. curiosity. That one was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> 
a good man in Africa. All right. Not a bond. All right. Let's see. A good man in Africa from 1994, directed by Bruce Beresford, and Sean Connery plays Dr. Alex Murray, a 1994 comedy drama film based on William Boyd's 1981 novel, A Good Man in Africa. Now let's do the Does the Dog Die real quick. <laughs> That's good, our first uh, comedy. A Good Man in Africa, Does the Dog Die? Uh, it doesn't look like anyone's answered that. So probably not. Nobody's answered any of the questions. So, so pro- Safe to say probably not. Yeah. Especially if it's a... Comedy, drama. Yeah, I'm guessing the dog doesn't die. Uh, if there's even a dog in it. All right, so our next film is 1994's comedy drama, A Good Man in Africa. Oh, so Sean Connery, John Lithgow, and Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg's in this. Oh, wow, Diana Rigg. Look at that. Oh, wow, So so this... Okay, so we just went from a film that was being made at a time when Connery would have been acting with Diana Rigg. Yeah. Right? 1968, Majesties was being shot. And now we cut to a film where Connery is acting with Diana Rigg. It's exciting. That that is very exciting. Uh and where are our, let's look on our list. A good man in Africa. We're going to well, we're gonna have to rent that, I think. I'm on pr- well, pr- we'll rent a nice, a nice HD copy of it. Yep. Uh, yeah. So for folks at home, so Prime Video is probably your best option if you guys want to watch along with us. Or again, you know, you can always check your local library if you guys want to take a peek there and save a couple dollars. But uh, that's going to be your more direct way of getting this film. Oh hell, who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe your parents or your friends have a copy on their shelf that they just said, you know yeah. what? I love a good man. Maybe Africa. they were involved in the production. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be your best way to do it. So be sure to join us uh, next Sunday for our review of a good man in Africa. I'm, I'm excited about this. Hopefully it's uh it's, it's looking, let's see. Uh, like reviews are kind of, uh, there's, there's some, some good reviews. All in all, it seems like a five, but it be that terrible. So this is our first song. Uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, first not. Excuse me. Also, I just noticed it's 94 minutes and it came out in 1994. <laughs> um, uh, but this is our first film from the song. That's right. Zardoz, Last Crusade, You Only Live Twice in the Anderson Tapes, Murder on the Orient Express, you never know what the wheel's going to spin next. Marnie and a woman of straw. I know a good man in Africa. Man. This is our first one from the list. It's the last one on the list, on the song list, and this is our first one mm. from the song. Anyway, you get what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it's like a, this is a, it's a quintessential Connery Curious episode coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for, for reference, when I wrote that song, I was literally just picking random ones off a list. And just, just I just picked out one which rhymed with the run, one before it. <laughs> a lyrical genius. Oh, thank you. Uh, and fish sticks are breaded and fried. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but all right, curious heads. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for this, man. This is super exciting. So be sure again, a good man in Africa, and join uh, a good man here in Dylan Titus and myself. Uh, dude, I was about to say you're such a good man. It's, this has been a blast <laughs> doing this every week, dude. Hell yeah! Uh, as I've said before, this has been the light of my week a lot of times, and and I don't know why I was I let my 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 negative brain get to me so much this morning and uh i'm really glad that i changed my mind real quick and go no no we're doing connery curious tonight yeah gotta do it for sean because mario always finds a way to make me smile so oh shucks and he serenaded me (laughs) at the start of this episode folks and uh go back and listen to that again and then just listen to the whole episode again and give us more streams um (laughs) but (laughs) this has been a blast dude and i look forward to it every week and i'm excited for a good man in africa i have no idea what to expect from this the wikipedia page is a one one small paragraph with like four sentences literally four sentences really so I mean, I don't know. I'm not even. I'm not even going to read it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's one. It's a title of all the titles that we've looked at. It's one that I've heard before. So it's like it can't mm. be in the song every week. Well, that yeah, that too. Uh, but yeah, just kind of like it's in that kind of same breath as like The Rock and stuff like mm. that, where it's like so. Like I'm, I'm sure it's like it's known. Wait, you, you, you've heard this in the same conversational breath as The Rock. Yeah, I've seen it in different credits. I've seen clips. I think I think this is in his. He he did like a he has a lifetime achievement award or something like that, and this was in his like sizzle reel. Uh and like that's one of like and like the films that we've seen so far, besides like First Night, uh, I've seen in that same sizzle reel. So interesting. So we'll we'll see we'll see how how it goes. Uh excited for it, man. So. I guess that's going to do it for us here at Connery Curious. Thanks again for joining us. So join us next week for Good Man Africa. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. So as always, I've been Mario Lima. And I'm Dylan Titus. And be sure to stay curious. Stay curious, folks. Have a good night. Good evening. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Friggin' Nerds Media production. For more content, be sure to follow us on various forms of social media by searching Connery Curious. Be sure to rate and review the show wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Yeah.